You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Slogan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here. More game preview Sunday. Three hours worth. Tap Sports wow. Bar, MGM, National Harbor. Yeah, we do it every week, Logan. It's really quite amazing. This podcast is like 45 minutes. We do it for three hours every single Sunday. All preview uh, of the Commanders and, in this case, Patriots. The Take Command pregame show, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Okay. Uh, as for how this defense now matches up against a New England offense, which is uh, not not great. Um, hasn't been good very uh, much at all this year. Uh, Mac Jones has really struggled. He's been benched a couple times. Uh, they also lost maybe their best playmaker in Kendrick Bourne to a torn right. ACL last week. Um, is this the week maybe the commanders don't give up 100 yards to a receiver? That would be nice. Uh, how, how what, like, what are the threats of this New England offense, and, and can this defense, minus Young and Sweat, get off to a good start against them? Yeah, I mean, I think this, um, this New England offense is very interesting in kind of its construction and I think that's one of the criticisms when you list to listen to like New England media at the time right now is that they've they've built a roster that is relying on Tom Brady to elevate it in terms of offensive playmakers they don't really have anybody that's super dynamic they haven't really developed anybody you mentioned Kendrick Bourne is kind of being their best playmaker Devante Parker is another guy that's been hurt a little bit for them I think he's out this game I, I don't know we'll check on the injury report as we get closer so make sure you turn into the pregame show where you get all that kind of hey, up-to-date plug. injury stuff you know Jalen Rager is kind of their one receiver at the moment he's obviously an explosive guy but never really 
kind of found his legs in Philadelphia, obviously understanding his limitation. Keishon Boutte is the other guy that I think is really interesting. Drafted from LSU, was supposed to be kind of this first-round pick, but hasn't really progressed. Tyquan Thornton, another guy that shows up quite a bit. He's the guy that ran the 4-2 from Baylor. So explosive guys, but guys that aren't like producing really in the offense. And you could argue why that is. And I think when you look at the offense and you look at Mac Jones, I think he's got some ability but I do think he is physically limited in terms of arm strength and pushing the football down the field. He's very accurate. I think he processes stuff well. That does seem to be a little bit of an issue for him at the moment, but they just don't have a lot of teeth to the offense right now. Obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster's on the roster. He's the second guy behind, um, what's his name? Uh, geez, Jalen Rager. So we'll see if he ends up playing more because of the injuries to Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne. But again, it's not this dynamic playmaking group. The guy who's been really exposed for them is Farrell Brown. And he's uh, very interesting because he's like the third guy. You know, they have Gusecki, they have Hunter Henry, and he's the guy that's kind of made these explosive plays, these splash plays in the offense. But that's it's a weird place for that to be coming from, I guess is what I'm saying, right? It's, yeah. it's I, I don't know. So basically, they have a lot of players, they have some talent, but it doesn't really progress. And you can see they go through phases. You watch the, the Bills game, they look pretty good. They find ways to get kind of chunk plays. They run the ball pretty good. They had a nice drive at the end of the game to win the football game, but the consistency is just not there. And I think it all kind of loops back to, A, having a young quarterback that's not surround, surrounded by an overly talented group of playmakers and offensive line. I think they have some pieces on the offensive line, but again, they've had a lot of injuries there. It's just a banged up kind of incomplete group feeling. It feels like they've got guys you like and get excited about, but nobody are like, wow, that guy scares me or that guy does this. And we've said that before. But even when we're talking about the New York Giants, for example, they had guys yeah. that were more established playmakers than this, and they just don't have that here in New England. It, it feels like. Yeah. So the last, I mean, it feels a little Denver-y um, where Marvin Mims wound up being the guy. Like, mm. don't let don't let the one right. fast guy kill you. Right. Um, and that's obviously coverage bust. That's actually executing in, in man-to-man situations, whether that's actual man-to-man or, like, you're the deep player, now you're one-on-one in a zone. Um, just making plays. That's that's what's got to happen this weekend. Obviously, stopping the run going to be very important as well, or Ramon Jerry Stevenson. But like you said, in the beginning, I don't know if this was a Freudian slip uh, from you, but you're like, uh, it's they built an offense that needs Tom Brady to elevate them. I don't know if you meant Mac Jones or just like they've built an actual offense that could use Tom Brady and they no, don't have Tom that, Brady anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like they built yeah. the offense kind of, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick's the GM up there, right? And and he right. kind of handles all the personnel decisions. And he's and built it, just, it like he still has Brady, but he doesn't. That's what it feels like. It's like yeah. this would be fine if you had Tom Brady here. But you don't. Because everything so, would be fine if you had Tom Brady. Correct. So, you know, they can get away with having kind of a hand-me-down wide receiver, guys that don't really show up a ton. Like, you know, Demario Douglas is a guy that I liked from Liberty. He's kind of their slot, kind of Wes Welker-esque type guy. He's a good playmaker, but that's a piece. It's it, You lack the true one. And when you have a backup, not a backup quarterback, a young quarterback, I think about, like, think about Sam Howell, for example. One of, the re- one of the reasons I think he's been very efficient throwing the football is because he's got guys who can get open versus man, who are experienced playmakers and can make plays for him, right? You got Terry, you got Jahan, you got Logan Thomas, all these guys, Curtis Samuel. But up there, there's not a lot of that. And I think their offensive line, honestly, they have some talented guys, but they've been banged up. They're a little bit up and down. So I think they're asking a lot of Mac Jones in terms of elevating a bunch of playmakers that are obviously they have some skill, 
but are not overly dynamic in terms of like consistently making plays. So that's what I would say to that. And I, the new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, I think he's doing some interesting stuff, but it does feel a little bit disconnected. So it's not a great situation. And I don't think there's, I don't think it's surprising that they've had games where they've scored zero points. So, you know, against New Orleans, for example, like New Orleans is a great defense, probably one of the better defenses in football right now, but you still should be able to score some points. And, um, I think defensively for the commanders, this this should be a, I don't want to say a get right game, but it should kind of follow the pattern you followed this season. When you're not playing a top quarterback, they've been very successful and they've been very effective. And I think this should kind of fit in that mold. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and we'll see, obviously, what kind of pass rush pressure they can get um, without the two guys they just traded, but, you know, some discipline. And, and I would say, I would imagine the interior guys are pretty high. I mean, James and Casey are going to be highly motivated. That That's another thing here, too, right, is, like, who gets the snaps? Um, yep. James and Casey are going to start. I would be stunned if they don't. Um, F.A. is back, uh, and so he should be heavy in the rotation. But I think what you're going to see is, opposed to Chase Young playing 85% of the snaps, like, those guys will play 60, 65, probably. Which is probably and, right which is probably like a better percentage for a starter, no matter who it is. Um, maybe like if it's an elite guy, you want him out there 70, 75% of the time. But for those guys, like 60, 65 is fine. Um, and then you're going to get to see the kids. Like I'm excited to see Andre Jones Jr. I'm excited to see KJ Henry. Like what do these guys do? And also how do they use them? Like I would imagine AJJ is out there in third down pass rush situations. You try to keep him out of there first and second down. I'd imagine KJ Henry's just becomes what James Smith Williams or Casey Tuhill used to be that five to 15 snap guy. Who's going to play when the other guys are tired. Um, and maybe he'll start a couple of series and kind of be out there to make sure they get some rest. But it's going to be interesting to see how they play it. You know, do they still use the Cinco package as much? Like there's a lot of questions that just come from the fact that you've got two guys who were key essential parts playing 70 plus percent of snaps that aren't there anymore. And how do you ultimately replace them uh, both for the, the betterment of your future, uh, but also the betterment of your present, the maximization of your present. Yeah, hundred percent. The other guy that I think is kind of interesting is like Abdullah Anderson. You know, in Atlanta, he played kind of a five technique, big defensive end. Does he push out in running situations to kind of get mm. some bigger bodies on the field? I don't know. I, I have, that's just speculation. But I do think you have a lot of pieces there that are, to your point, question marks. And um, I'm excited. I'm really probably the thing I'm most excited about when it comes to defensive line is what does Jack do differently? Because traditionally, historically when Chase hasn't been playing, when Montez hasn't been playing, and those guys have filled in, they've, those guys have done a great job. But Jack's done a good job of saying, hey, man, I can bring more zone pressure because now I know Casey can drop. I know James can drop. I, I know they understand the coverages. I don't feel this pressure to let the defensive ends rush all the time. We get different pressure looks. We're able to generate more pressures. So I'm kind of curious to see what that looks like if Jack employs that a little bit more because Kyle pointed this out. We've talked about it before. For whatever reason, the defense has been more efficient when those guys, when Chase specifically has not been in the lineup. And I think it's just because you get you get a little bit more flexibility from the play caller and you get guys who are going to do what they're supposed to do. Now, like we talked about their offensive line, the um, 
the the New England offensive line. I think they're good players. Like Trent Brown, to me, is one of the best offensive linemen in football, like when he wants to be. But the problem is he doesn't always care to do that. So um, he's, he's also battling be... a back injury. So we'll see. Oh, is he? Plays. Yeah, is he going to yeah, play? He did, didn't practice on Wednesday. So we'll see. And when you watch them, it kind of feels like the commander's offensive line to a certain extent. Like there's good pockets, there's good presence, but also sometimes like Mac Jones just makes them look terrible because he's holding the ball so long and he's like running into sacks. And they've done a really good job of kind of piecemealing that group together. Like they've got their starting right guard is playing tackle and they've brought in a backup and there's kind of this swinging door rotation inside. So it'll be curious to see who their starting five is going to be. But it does feel like a group just because – not because of the personnel necessarily, but because of people playing out of position, people not playing with each other a ton, that the defensive line and Jack should be able to take advantage of in a way that is probably different even than New York. So I think that there's something to that. I also think that New York is a team that had a very kind of clear identity offensively. They wanted to run the football. They want to run play action pass. They want to run keepers. They knew where their weakness was. And when you watch New England, that's not the same vibe you get. They're in the gun quite a bit. They want to throw the ball a little bit more. It feels a lot like what Bill O'Brien was doing at Alabama. Um, you know, they go through spurts where they're like, we're going to be physical, we're going to run the ball, and they're just not as efficient at it because you can tell they haven't practiced it as much. They're kind of going through a similar offensive identity crisis to what the commanders were going through against um, after we played the Giants, for example, right? It's like, what do we yeah. do well? How do we change where we are? But it seems like they're doing that kind of in the flow of a game a little bit which is tough to see. So it'll be curious to see like what they finally settle on for this game. But I think it's been important to note that they haven't done anything overly effectively outside of the Bills game where the offense looked pretty sharp. Yeah, and if I was against the version of the Bills defense that's down a bunch of guys, why they made some trades at the deadline, et cetera. Sure. Uh, that, that Bills defense definitely not what it was to start the year, certainly when uh, Washington played them, even uh, missing some key parts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here. Don't forget, after the game on Sunday, we'll have our instant reaction show roughly 90 minutes after the final whistle. So join us on YouTube at the Team 980 and at 1067 The Fan. And if you can't join us, that's okay. That becomes the Monday morning podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get yours. 